Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 100, recorded May 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, the first lock picking robot, Locksmith, fatally shot while working, fake federal agents get Secret Service agents suspended, and other criminal stories, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post full links, but you can find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. Before I get started today, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been following this podcast for any length of time everyone who listens and sends in news we've made it to regular episode 100 that does not include the interview episodes that i've done also but 100 weekly episodes some of them have been late but we haven't missed one yet every week i've put one out for 100 weeks and uh that's a huge accomplishment for me with my work schedule as some of you already know so I just want to thank all of you because it wouldn't have been possible without all of the support and the information sent in by the community and everyone listening and the patrons and everyone who supports this show. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you all for staying tuned. I might take a break now at some point, but I just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. And now on to a bit of a down note. We had a locksmith who was fatally shot on duty. In Florida, the Miami-Dade police said around 5.30 p.m. they received a shot spotter alert in the 10,600 block of Southwest 170th Street. When officers arrived, they found a 32-year-old Edwin Molina who had been shot. He was taken to Jackson South Trauma Center where he later died. His mother, Linda Taylor, said she was stunned when she received word that he had died She said she didn't understand how this could happen and why her son was involved. Quote, he was a hardworking kid. He wasn't bad. He never had any problems with police, no drugs, nothing like that. He was a locksmith and he was working. A 26-year-old man has been accused of shooting Molina with a shotgun and was detained. Miami-Dade police spokesman said, we are trying to figure out exactly what happened in this altercation and why a firearm was present and obviously fired. After questioning the 26-year-old, he was taken to a local hospital for an involuntary medical evaluation. A judge denied bond for the suspect on a second-degree murder charge and set a bond at 10000 on a burglary charge. So, just a reminder to everyone who out there who is a working locksmith, situations can be dangerous. And please, please, please. Keep in mind your safety when you're on the job. If you're responding to a call, there are people out there who may be mentally unstable. There are people out there who might be looking to rob you of your equipment. Please just be careful. Approach every situation with some skepticism, with that little bug in the back of your head that says, maybe this is a trap, and keep an eye out for signs that something just isn't right. And if you sense anything, just leave. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth your life. 
And big news this week was we have our first lockpicking robot. This is a 3D printed lockpicking robot. And the video that it was showcased in was from Sparks and Code called It Didn't Have a Chance, World's First Lockpick Robot. The description says, today we'll be designing and building a lockpicking robot. Why? Because why not? I had fun making this. I hope you enjoy it too. This was also covered by Hackaday in an article called This 3D Printed Robot Can Actually Pick Locks. Pretty interesting design. Goes over the problems that he had and the shortcut he was actually able to take in picking this particular master lock. I don't know that at its current level of programming that it could pick other master locks even. He takes a shortcut that I think is very particular to this exact lock, but he says he might continue to work on it if there's enough interest. So head over and check it out and give him some encouragement in the comments to continue with the design and the programming. And on the community front, I just wanted to say congratulations to Albert LaBelle, who reached 3,000 subs. He says, thank you all so much. He's going to be doing a giveaway soon, and he is humbled and extremely grateful. Also, LockNoob announced this week that he finally passed the 100,000 subscriber mark. So congratulations to LockNoob on that. And I hope a lot of people were able to tune in to his live Ask Me Anything. I unfortunately was not, but I hope to go back and watch it when I get some time. So congratulations to both of you on your milestones. Moving on to products. If you are familiar with Nosu on Discord, he has brought up a new website for some of his products. He he does some great laser engraved items, including edge lit signs, coasters, and locks, as well as some lock sport tools. So you can find that over at uh, hazardousmfg.com. So H-A-Z-Z-E-R-T-O-U-S-M-F-G dot com. Link will also be in the show notes. Go over and check that out. Also a reminder to keep your eye out for the release of the latest batch of impressioning handles from Rubber Band or Hooligan Keys or Foxhole Security, whichever name he happens to be doing that under this time. Anyway, uh, hooligankeys.com is where you can find the listing and it's not up yet but keep your eye out also remember that b-side seattle 2022 has a lock picking village that will be saturday may 14th starting at 8 30 a.m and head over there and show them support maybe uh help them out in teaching some people how to pick locks In Lockpickers United belts this week, we have one new brown belt. Goose7732 in Discord earned a brown belt this week, so congratulations to you. Very, very well done. If you're not familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are several links in the show notes that will provide you with resources on what it is and how it works and how to play the game. So you can be sure to check those out if you want to join in on the fun. And PandaFrog announced over at speedlocks.org that they have their first entry for the second lock a quarter 2022. Gilgains set a benchmark of 3.5 seconds for the Abus 7240. They also have a first record recorded for the master lock number eight by Jeff and Things in 4.838 seconds. So nice job by both of you. Some very quick times. 
And I know the first half of this show was pretty light, but we've got several criminal stories coming up. But first, we need to take a break and say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. I would like to start by thanking the newest patron, Deadbolt Cafe, for signing up at the co-producer level. With that, the people that made this episode possible are the Patreon subscribers. We have Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bonds, Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Cherell, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Pecker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Bare Bones Lockpicking, and Deadbolt Cafe. Cherell has earned the chief content producer episode again for sending in the most information used in this particular episode. Other content producers are Albert LaBelle, Dark Arts Lockpicking, I Fisk, who is close second for the chief producer credit, James Randolph, Jeff and Things, Jeff Moss, Jimmy Longs, Joe Picks, John Locke, Joshua Gonzalez, Panda Frog, Rubber Band, Tequila Dave, Tony Verley, and Zachary Willard. Thank you to all of you for your support. The show would not be possible at all without all the support, all the news and information sent in by the community. So if you value this podcast and you want to keep going, please send in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related that you think the community should know about or might just want to know about, send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in these show notes. You can share the podcast with your lockpicking friends if you want to help spread the news. You can also leave a review, a comment, or a thumbs up, depending on what the platform you subscribe on. Also, don't forget to subscribe on at least one of those platforms so you know when the new episodes come out. You can donate on PayPal or subscribe on Patreon if you want to help out financially. Just go to thelocksportscast.com slash support for all the different ways you can help the show. If you support the show with donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I mentioned earlier. If you have any interesting stories about things that have happened to you while you have been in the Locksport community or because of your Locksport experience, send those in. I would love to share those on the show. You can do that in audio, written, video form, anything you want. Send it in. Just remember to keep it a reasonable length. If you have questions about what that length is, just reach out to me and ask, and we can talk through it. If you have feedback for me about the show, thelocksportscast.com slash contact will give you all the different ways to send me feedback. That can either be confidential or I can share it on the show. That's your choice. Just let me know which you would like. If you want it shared on the show, please keep it reasonable length, polite, work family safe, not political, and not just drama. Moving on to the criminal news, officials are investigating a smash and grab at a locksmith shop in Fife, Washington. The Puget Sound locksmith in Fife, Washington was targeted by intruders who broke through the front glass, mangled the metal. I'm not sure if they drove a car in through the front. It's kind of what it looks like. The locksmith says they took a couple pieces of equipment, but didn't want to go into too much detail about what those were. Says you have to have locksmith knowledge to know what it is and how to use it. But other than that, they also made a pretty feeble attempt at getting into the safe. Nothing was missing from the safe and said this was the third time someone had broken into his business. Two things. One, if this is the third time, maybe need to pay attention to improving security a bit. You're a locksmith. I'm sure there are ways to do that. I also want to highlight the manager's statement. You have to have a locksmith knowledge to know what it is and how to use it about the equipment that was stolen. 
It would appear from previous articles I've covered that many of these criminals do have that knowledge or are selling the equipment to people that do. So if you're a locksmith, be careful. Lock your stuff up, make sure it's secure, and always be suspicious when you're being called to the scene of a lockout or anything like that. And in Youngstown, a man was arrested for tampering with laundromat coin machines. An Ohio man is facing charges after he allegedly tried to break into machines at a Mercer County business. Grove City Police charged the suspect with attempted theft, receiving stolen property, and possession of instruments of crime. They say surveillance video shows that he went to the Leisure Time Laundry on West Main Street in Grove City on April 24th and used keys and lock-picking tools to attempt to break into four different machines. The Chippewa Police Department was able to identify the suspect during the course of an investigation into similar crimes. He was eventually arrested in Boardman and booked into the Mahoning County Jail. He has been charged with several charges, including possession of drugs, inducing panic, obstructing official business, resisting arrest, and attempting theft. He is being held on a $15,000 bond. So they're not real clear on what lockpicking tools he used, but they do say that the video shows him using lockpicking tools. So, a lockpicking criminal. And this story, uh, it did mention lockpicks, so fair to cover here. Prosecutors say impersonators who duped Secret Service agents are dangerous flight risks. This was reported uh, by CNN and also a few other sites who picked up on it. They say the Justice Department says two men charged with impersonating federal agents pose a danger to the community and a flight risk, citing a stockpile of weapons found in their apartments, extensive overseas travel and foreign contacts, including an uncorroborated connection to the Pakistani intelligence service. In a memo, prosecutors wrote that the suspects compromised federal law enforcement operations and created a potential risk to national security. They say the defendants were not merely playing dress up. They had firearms, they had ammunition, they had body armor, they had tactical gear, they had surveillance equipment. The suspects were arrested earlier this week and charged with impersonating Department of Homeland Security agents for more than two years. They gave extensive gifts to federal agents and provided them apartments in Washington, D.C., according to the memo. One of them allegedly offered to purchase a $2,000 assault rifle for a Secret Service agent on the First Lady's protective detail, according to the affidavit filed. Prosecutors have not provided an alleged motive or the purpose of the fake operation. Authorities also haven't identified any specific source of money that funded it. They say despite the fact that neither defendant is employed by the United States government, Their impersonation scheme was sufficiently realistic to convince other government employees, including law enforcement agents, according to the prosecutors. They also said that they pretended to recruit other individuals to law enforcement and their fake operation, and leveraged their phony law enforcement status to integrate themselves into other law enforcement agencies in sensitive positions. After their arrest, prosecutors say one of them told investigators that the other funded most of their day-to-day operation, but added that he did not know where the money came from. The suspect he implicated in funding it had been under investigation by the HSI Newark office and the U.S. Postal Service for fraudulent activity stemming from an alleged credit card ring scheme, according to two law enforcement sources. The status of that investigation remains unclear. 
The pair were also in possession of immigration documents for a number of individuals, according to prosecutors, and had significant access to information about other tenants in the Washington, D.C. apartment complex where they and a number of law enforcement officials resided, including the electronic access codes and list of each tenant. In addition, prosecutors said the pair had a machine to make personal identification verification cards as well as passport photographs. Witnesses saw one of them with a PIV card that he used to log into his laptop that had DHS label on it, according to the prosecutor's memo. He also had multiple copies of his driver's license and various ID cards, and the other had traveled to Iran and had two visas from Pakistan and one for travel to Egypt. Other court documents filed Tuesday alleged that while posing as a DHS official, one suspect instructed a witness to conduct research into an individual who provided support to the Department of Defense and Intelligence community. According to a memo, the suspects were stockpiling weapons and law enforcement equipment in multiple apartments that they leased in a D.C. apartment complex. In some of the apartments, investigators discovered surveillance equipment, including 30 hard drives, hard drive copying equipment, and a high-end drone, as well as clothing with police insignias, police parking placards, and latent fingerprint kit, and a lockpicking kit, according to the detention memo. Prosecutors also say that one suspect had pled guilty to a misdemeanor assault and battery of his wife in a Virginia court in 2013 and is prohibited from owning firearms. They say four Secret Service employees have been suspended after allegedly being duped by the two suspects. Two of the four officials are agents and two are uniformed division officers. In a statement, the Secret Service previously said that it is taking the incident extremely seriously, working with federal authorities and conducting its own review. The statement said, although this is an ongoing investigation, we have found no evidence of any adverse security impacts or improper access to sensitive information systems or protected locations at this time. So kind of a wild story. Um, covering it here because it says that they had a lockpicking kit. So, you know, how's that for social engineering? Convince a whole bunch of law enforcement officers secret service agents and whatnot that you are a federal agent with DHS. Wow. That that's all I can say. Just wow. All right, moving on to sales. The bare bones lock picking codes that I had have expired. Just so everybody knows. However, if you want to shop at lockpickmall.com, you have a choice of three discount codes now. We have a new one from Dark Arts Lockpicking called Dark VIP. Albert LaBelle has a code Albert, and Joe Picks has a code Joe Picks. Any one of those three can be used at lockpickmall.com at checkout. When I went to check and see if Matt's lockpit was having a sale still on picks, it appears the site is down. I'm not sure what is up with that, but I'll check again later this week. Over at 3DLockSport.com, you can save 10% on your favorite 3D printed LockSport accessories with the code LSCAST10. Over at Mako Locks, you can use the code BUYMAKO at checkout for 15% off. At UKLockPickers.co.uk, use the code GIFT for 10% off. In giveaways, we have the giveaway from Lockswood, who doesn't love free tools, the hashtag Lockswood giveaway. That giveaway, he is doing one 
large main prize and four smaller runner-up prizes. So lots of chances to get into that. Runs until the 15th of May, 2022. So good luck and get entered. The Joe Picks and John Locke 500 subscriber double giveaway is still running through May 10th. So go over there and watch both of their videos. Links to both will be in the show notes in case you don't already subscribe. But head over there and check out their channels and their videos to figure out how to get entered in the giveaway. Zachary Willard has a 100 subscriber giveaway challenge, the hashtag DuckDuckGoose giveaway. So head over and watch the video in the show notes over there for your chance to win. Get your entries in before May 18th. And the hashtag Mini Panda Frog 2 giveaway running until Mini Panda Frog 2 is born, which is currently expected the 8th of June, 2022. Don't delay. Get entered now. Sometimes they come early. So you have four chances to win. So get over there and check that out. It says prizes grow as the amount of entries grow. So get in now. If you're really into giveaways, the hashtag LockBoss giveaway from CLK Supplies is always a good one to get entered in. They usually have really good prizes because they are a locksmith supplier. So check that out. And I know this was a short episode. I apologize for that. But hopefully I'm able to get back on doing more research on my own in the coming weeks as my schedule continues to stabilize. I'm just off of my really busy work schedule coming on to where I actually get my days off like I'm supposed to, but I have a lot of catching up to do on housework and car maintenance and stuff like that. So it might be a little while before things really settle down, but hopefully soon we'll get everything back to normal. Please remember to continue to send any information you have that's Locksport related, even if you don't think it's important or you think it's so big that everybody's ever already sent it to me, please send it anyway. I'm really not able to check as much as I would like to, and I really, really, really appreciate the support. So thank you, everyone, for making 100 episodes possible. I wish I could have done a special episode for this, but I just didn't have the time. So thank you, and remember to keep it legal. Legal.